All right. The title for today's podcast is Taking Home 500 Grand Free and Clear. So, net profit in your back pocket. It's the reason why you got into business in the first place, and it's the reason that you probably stopped working with somebody else and jumped into building your own residential building company. So, how do you do it? What's the frameworks that you got to follow? What are the tactics? What's the mindset? We're going to cover all of that today and more. There's resources to take home at the end of it, but make some notes crack open a coke or get yourself a coffee and enjoy the show marty how you been fantastic just got back from two weeks in bali pumped to be back in great to see the team firing on all cylinders and excited for bringing to light how do you create the ideal kind of business and figure out what am i actually trying to build and get out of up out of the day-to-day get off the hamster wheel and actually focus on some intentionality with the right mindset, the right strategy, the right tactics, and the right identity of you as an owner with what you're actually trying to build and accomplish. 100%. So let's get right into it. There are three things we're going to cover today. And the first starts right at the start line. So if you're going to be aiming for a net profit figure, whether that is 500 grand, whether that's a million bucks, whether that's $5 million, whether that's just 250 grand, whether that's just 100 grand, Whatever you are aiming for, most people, A, don't plan to win and even identify that destination or that dollar figure, and then B, have no idea what is required to hit it. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to break down both those things. And to solve this, you need to, number one, have the right mindset, two, the right strategy, and three, the right tactics and approach to this. So just having one of these is a good start, two creates some momentum, but aligning all three really puts you into turbocharge and gets you to your goals far faster. The problem that most people have is that they do not align these things in the right order. They focus on what's popular. So they go after shiny objects. They go after the tactics. They go, I should have a quality control checklist in place. I should use a toolbox meeting agenda. I want to have an info pack. I want to get some video testimonies on my website. I need to upgrade my website. I need a sales script. Or I want to charge for quotes. They have all these shiny objects and they go after the tactics. They don't have a strategy in place at all. They're not having a strategy of profitable projects or leveraging themselves from site, right? And then they realize that they are on a bit of a roller coaster. Some of the tactics work, some of the tactics don't. If they're not working on the tactics, they fall off the boil. Their team are chasing them in all different directions. And they realize that this roller coaster is not sustainable. And then they start searching for the right mindset help. And that's not the approach that you want to take. Instead, you want to align tactics, strategy, and mindset in the right order, which is mindset, strategy, and tactics. Here's what we mean. You want to have the right mindset for the destination that you are going. So... If you're aiming for 500 grand in net profit, a million dollars in net profit, you need to identify who you need to become and what people you need to surround yourselves with and the identity that you're going to hold yourself as. Because most people will see themselves as a busy builder or as a builder and not a building company owner. And you cannot be a builder and be in a position to make maybe a million dollars net. Isn't that right, mate? It's so true. And quite often when we, we do seminars to the public and we say okay put your hands up if you're a builder everyone raise your hands if you're a builder and 95 percent of the room will put their hands up and then we come back to raise your hands if you're a business owner and so or raise your hands if you're an entrepreneur 
So a massive thing is you can't outperform your identity. So as you grow your business, what got you here won't necessarily get you there because you need to change who you are, how you solve problems, and how you ascend to the next level. So as you go up, your identity needs to evolve and change from builder to business owner to entrepreneur. So the builder level might be zero to sort of $2 million. And that's typically where you might be the guy who's pricing jobs, going to site, working on site on the tools two to three days a week, picking up stuff from the merchant and so forth. When you get to the business owner level and you're at the two to the two to five or two to eight mil, you no longer can do all that stuff. So you need to build systems for other people to run from formal site setup checklist, forecast versus actual hours, controlling the work in progress and think like a business owner. And I think one of the things that really brought this home is Zane Beckett, who won the Deloitte Fast 50, was speaking at one of our summits and he said it was raining one morning and I thought, shit, I can't be on site. What do I do? So went back in, rang around all the suppliers. He looked at what can I save money on with regards to cladding, nails, joists, timber, etc. And he saved 17 grand by making about four phone calls in the space of 45 minutes. I was like, holy shit, like this has made me more money than I would have made over the months of being on the tool. And so if you continue to solve problems with your existing identity, and if that's at the builder level, but maybe you're doing three, four, five, six, seven mil, but you are putting out fires, you're going back onto site, you're picking up and calling the concrete guy in terms of being on site on a particular day, then you won't empower your team, you won't put the systems in place, whereas a business owner with that identity and that mindset will think, how do I build systems for my team to follow? How do I get my foreman to be the owner of the job? How do I get my foreman pricing the job? How do I get my foreman controlling the work in progress? How do I incentivize my foreman because he's 80% of the success of that job? How do I incentivize him to bring the job in on time, under budget, to the right quality level? And then it'll be like, okay, great. I do that by giving them a clear vision of where the business is going to go, what success looks like, how they play their role in it, and then how they, they win when the team wins. So I think that's a massive thing is you need to have the right identity and mindsets, whether you're at the builder level, the business owner, or the entrepreneur. Otherwise, you will stay stuck at that level. And what got you here won't get you to the next level. So quite often, you need to give up stuff. You need to give up control, which is hard. But we do that by having systems and processes for the team to run. So a site setup checklist, a variations capture checklist, taking the um, foreman through the scope works, through the contract, so he knows what constitutes a variation or a change order. He can pick it up during the week, and then you're able to invoice the client each week and keep cash flow rolling, keep the progress payments coming in. So yeah, I guess that's the key thing around identity and stepping up from business owner, builder to business owner, and then the next one at the entrepreneurial level where you're running multiple businesses, doing developments and so forth. 100%. And that's so that is where you must start. You must start by setting a vivid vision, identifying who you need to become, what things you need to stop doing so that you can elevate up and do other things. Because if you do not set a vivid vision, you do not know what kind of business you're building, whether that is like we said at the very beginning, a net profit figure of two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars. Don't have a horse in the race. You can build whatever business you want. But if you do not identify that finish line and what it is that you are building, then you're not going to understand who you need to become and what you need to do differently to be able to get there. So that is step one. Step one is really around mindsets, around setting the vision and doing your IMs and surrounding yourself with the right kind of people that can help you get there faster. Uh, just like you said. So 
I think uh, before we get into that, I think there's some things that can help with mindset and a couple of them, one, learning, like what are you putting in your brain? So what are you learning from seminars, books, podcasts, etc.? And the other thing is exactly, exactly. So are you listening to the news? Are you listening to the newspaper, seeing all the doom and gloom shit out there? Or are you around the 5% of other people who are crushing it? So the second thing is environment. Are you around other people? So I'm in a supercar owners club environment and it is epic being around other people who are at that next level of business who have had lots of failures, but they've failed forward and they've done whatever it takes to to succeed and go to the next level. And so they think in a different way because they've gone through a lot of those problems. And so are you around the community of other construction company owners who have got to where you want to go, solve some of the problems that you want to get there? And that's the fastest thing is be in that environment. So if you're in a professional sports team, like if you're in Super 12 rugby team, you'll be in a great environment. If you're in the All Blacks, you'll be in an even better environment. So what is your environment like with other building or construction company owners? Like, who are you around? And I, I relate this back very quickly. And Owen, you're probably the ideal person to add to this. If you want to be a great swimmer, you can either try and figure out yourself and you can go to the pool, or you can join the best swim squad in your city and you'll be up at half past four, you'll be in the pool at five o'clock every morning, you'll be learning better techniques from a coach, you'll be surrounded by other world-class players, you'll get the right nutrition and training to reach your peak much quicker and hit your goals in three, six, nine, 12 months than four or five years of trying to figure it out on your own. You always want to be the dumbest person, and if you're the smartest person in that room, then it's time to raise the bar and find another room where the people at the next level, in whatever you want to do, are hanging out. And the, the Arnold documentary on Netflix at the moment is going through that exact thing. And he's like, I was hanging around with bodybuilders who were the best in Austria. But then the next thing was Germany. And so he moved to Germany. And that's where the next level of bodybuilders were the best in Europe were congregating in Germany. But then he figured out, well, to, for me to be the best in the world, the best people are hanging out at Gold's Gym in Venice. So he moved to America. And at each stage, he raised the bar of the people who was around, the community who was around, who are where he wanted to be. Step one of all of this is mindset. And you might think, yeah, sounds good, Owen, Marty. But honestly, we're with so many building company owners since 2004 that this really is step one. It is making sure that you build from a strong foundation because step two is strategy. And let me walk you through the strategy that we use in our builders ladder. We can pop it up on the screen here and you can follow along. But if you're listening in the earbuds, then let me walk you through the six stages or the six orders of execution that you must go through to grow up the builder's ladder predictably. At least if you know this framework, you can fall forward, you can pick yourself back up and keep going. So level one is your personal performance and your vivid vision. If you don't know where you're going and you're not physically mentally fit enough to get there, the rest of this too hard. You need to make sure you take care of yourself. You pour from a, you don't pour from an empty cup and you can describe with clarity where you're going. When you can describe the future with the clarity of the present, that's when you know you can communicate clearly to your team and you can be surgical with getting there as fast as possible. Once you've established that baseline, what I've just covered, you then want to elevate to focusing on your cash flow, your profit, and your margin. You cannot grow a building company with lack of profits, lack of margins, and shitty cash flow. We must plug the holes in the bucket before we turn on the taps, before we do anything else. Per project profits are the most important numbers in your building company, and we must fix those before we go faster. So once you've established and you plug those whole buckets, then step three is project pipeline. We want to have a steady flow of the right kind of work 
feeding into the business, not exclusively through word of mouth, but through other avenues as well, so that you can feel confident to book in projects at good profit margins. You can turn people away that are not a good fit for the work that you want to specialize in. And you can have confidence to invest into the next two phases of the builder's ladder, which is your processes and your people. Processes that run the business and people that run those processes. When we execute in this order, setting the strong foundation and vision for where we're going, plugging the holes of the bucket, making sure that we do not scale chaos or lack of profits, getting a pipeline of profitable work into the calendar that we know that we can rely on and that we know that we have continuity of cash flow and workflow then we can go processes around the business people that run those systems and you earn the right to grow and you earn the right to operate in your business maturity date which we've done a whole other episode on you can go back to the archives and find that but this is the strategy that you must that we have seen work best with most of our builders gives them a clear framework of what to work on and in so I was talking with one of our board room members, uh, Hayden, yesterday. And one of the things that I see that differentiates the guys who are doing three, four, five mil to the guys that are 10 to 20 mil is they have a sales and marketing machine built and dialed in that isn't solely reliant upon hope strategy or word of mouth. And when you have that and you've got plenty of leads coming in, they're positioned well, you have a great seven or 10 step sales process that education urges and qualifies people, then get booked out at six to 12 months at profitable work. And you don't have to take a job at a low margin just to keep you guys busy. And it massively transforms your your whole way of being in your life and you're confident about the future. You're not worried or stressed about getting work to get you guys busy. So Hayden had landed uh, in the last two weeks, he's landed 1.35 mil worth of work, two 4K uh, prelim budgets, and he was just signing up another one in the afternoon. So he might have two mil worth of work in the space of three to four weeks through having one uh, great sales process dialed in step-by-step, funny enough, gonna, um, he's going to share with the other members, and two, a marketing machine that feeds that, and it needs to be both traffic and conversion. So not just getting leads from like an agency or social media, but are you covering those core elements and con- like the five concerns that people have before they work with you? The four questions, who are you, who's your company, can I trust you, and how specifically can you help? And then answering those key concerns on time, budget, quality work, trustworthiness, and communication, and showing that you have the systems, you have the quality assurance checklist, who's going to be on site, who's going to be actually in the home, what the background of the team members are, the magic story, the process of how we're going to work with you. Hey, we use Builder Trend. We're going to have a weekly catch-up meeting. Hey, any variations, we'll get them signed off each week so that it doesn't slow the job down. We'll progress those and we'll process those and invoice for you for them every week so there's no nasty job and surprises at the end of the project and the job can keep moving. So put those systems in place. You hire your team to run those systems and it gives them the guardrails and the processes so that you as the owner, everything's not on your mind the whole time. You're not thinking about the business 24-7. You can go away with confidence and you're not at home and your wife's not saying to you, hey, shit, Marty, what are you thinking about? Like, I'm over here. Look me in the eye. Are you present? What's going on? So that, I think, is one of the big things that really helps bring those two aspects together, a mindset and then strategy. Now on the head and... Aiden's a perfect example of looping back to start again on mindset and then apply the right strategy. Because I remember talking to him six months ago when he started the journey of building that sales process, building that marketing machine on the front end. And he had to switch the mindset from being like, we've kind of already always kind of got all of our work from word of mouth. I don't think we need a system and process. It's like, 
do I need to have the stuff in place? Like, boom, yeah, you do. And now he's put it in place. He's had the right mindset. He's applied the right strategy and the right tactics. But before we move on, I just want to sort of break down some of the numbers. So not only do you need to have the right strategy when it comes to the sales and marketing element or your project pipeline, but you must have the right strategy when it comes to your numbers, your cash flow, and your margin. So for example, if we're targeting 500K net, for argument's sake, we're going to operate on 500K overhead, right? Then that means that we add those two together and we target a gross profit of $1 million, right? So we run the business, we pay you an operator's salary, we have anybody else that's on your team that's uh, in the office doing project management, admin, whatever it might be. Uh, and that total expense for running the company, vehicles, insurances, phone bills, uh, accountants, website, all that stuff comes to 500. Your net profit comes to 500. We add the two together and we get a million dollars in gross profit that is our target. Now, at 16%, you must turn over 6,250,000 to get your 1 million gross profit. At 20%, you need to do 5 mil flat. At 22%, you got to do at at 22%, you got to do 4,545,455. And at 25%, you got to do 4 mil flat. So the point is you must know your minimum margin and what is required to hit your destination, your planning to win. Your profit target that you have set, whether that is a mil, 500k, 250 or 5 million dollars. You must know what your minimum margins need to be so that you can understand what your total sales requirements are and your monthly cash flow requirements will be. Now, what is massively underrated here is knowing the impact that one or 2% margin can have. So if you were following along at home or if you're following along on the YouTubes and you can see our faces and see what's on screen, then you'll know that the difference between 20% and 22% is yes, 2% margin. But that 2% margin translates into $454,545 top line variant. 2% margin costing you 450 grand. That's a month's worth of work right there on a $5 million business, right? So you must know the strategy that you need to follow and the minimum margins you need to hit to hit your profit goals because maybe you're sitting there going, yeah, cool, I want to make 500 Gs, but there's no way that I could turn over 5 million at 20% margin. And that, knowing that is what will help us do the third step, which is informing us of the tactics and the core systems and processes that we need to employ for your situation. Because once we establish what the requirements are, where we're going, what the big levers are, then we can better understand maybe you need to put better quality leads in place. Where can we go fishing for better quality leads so that we can get minimum margins of 20% and not 16? Maybe we need larger size contracts because you can't hit your $5 million with 100 projects. You want to hit it with, you know, 10 projects. And maybe you need more leads or perhaps it's systems for the foreman so that they can run the data operations and you can actually start working above the business maybe you need to employ the right person maybe it's like marty has said already it's the variations or change orders process so you're not losing margin during a project right there's all these little things that we could do but choosing the right tactics systems and processes is only ever the thing to do after you've identified where you're going and after you've identified the the strategy that you need to employ to get there otherwise you're shooting from the hip you're not being surgical with your time and you're often having to work harder to get the result that you need because you're not building systems that you can grow into or that are relevant for where you're at along the builder's ladder. You're building systems that sound good, sound helpful, but are maybe not 
closest to the cash for you and going to have the fastest route to an ROI. So that's why it's really important to start with mindset, then start with strategy, then move to tactics, not tactics, strategy, mindset, like we said at the very beginning. Exactly. And breaking that down a little bit more in the numbers is to go, well, do I need $5 million projects to hit my 5 mil? Do I need 10 500k ones or do I need 20 250k ones? And it's going to depend on the capability of your team, past projects that you've done, your strength of your marketing and who you're going after. And then the next thing is to have a look at what we talked about. Where's the money leaking out from? So we do this every month with our members and we have a look at, cool, this project you signed up at 20%, but it's tracking like it's going to come out at 16 due to labor overruns. Okay, cool. What are all the strategies that we can do that will help to fix the labor overruns over the next 90 days to improve this project's profitability? And then we dial that area in and we go deep into how, exactly how we improve the profitability, the project management, capturing variations, labor hours coming in as they should be with forecast, controlling that work in progress, et cetera, so that it actually equals what you set out, whereas quite a few of our members, particularly who are doing renos, they'll actually might go in at 20, but come out at 23, 24%. So you got to know where are you currently? What kind of market are you going after? How many jobs do you need or projects do you need at what size? And then where is your money leaking out? So is it, are you hitting the goals on the front end and you're signing up those jobs at 20% plus, but maybe it's labor overruns. Maybe it's your guys aren't capturing variations. Maybe it Material overruns, whatever it is, we dial that in and it makes a massive difference over 90 days. And then you apply that to every other project going forward. 100%. So if you're following along at home, here's what you need to do next. Number one, choose to win and choose to get very clear about what that looks like. That means you need to know a profit figure, a time figure, who you need on the team, how they're going to get things done, how much you're going to need to pull out of the business for it to be worth your while for it to work for you. Because remember, business is your business is just a vehicle for you to be able to achieve your ambitions for family or whatever it might be okay cannot be building business that is a prison for you or a busy job with overheads business gives you both more time and more money so number one get very clear on what winning looks like number two set a strategy to help you get there as fast as possible follow a proven track record so that you can run profitable projects each site must be working well before we scale things to the moon okay so take our strategies or find somebody else's strategies that really resonate with you, but they must have a proven track record and they have to have done this for residential construction because a bit of a nuance and we have a lot of moving parts. So second thing you do is choose a strategy. And then the third thing that you will do is find the right systems, processes, and tactics to help you get there faster so that you can spend 20% of your time in, uh, you know, tweaking the system and 80% of your time implementing the system, not reinventing the wheel, by spending 80 or 90% of your time building the system and then only 10 or 20% of your time putting it into place. You must spend most of your time on coaching and putting it into your team's day-to-day. -day. So those are the three steps from here. Now, if you would like help, okay, we do have resources and three core notes that you can use to follow through with what we've covered today. So the first is a profit calculator. This will help you plan to win. The second is the four levers of business that we will share with you so that you can better understand the strategy that work best for you. And the third is the TBB roadmap with all of the playbooks that we have, the tactics, the systems, and the processes so that you can choose the right ones for your situation. They're available for download in the uh, notes below, uh, whether you listen on Spotify, podcast, 
the YouTubes or whatever it is, but this is where you should start. And these are the resources that you should use to help build your business the way that you want it. Marty, would you add add, add Yes, I would add the exact three things that you said, and I want to just uh, hit them from a different angle. So the first thing, Mariushka doll. When I was in Russia, there's these little dolls that fit inside one doll. Stop, take a look at yourself and go, am I on the fast track to hit my goals or am I a Mariushka doll? Does every year feel like a photocopy of the past few years? So that's the first thing. Am I on track? The second thing, the swim squat. Am I in the right environment? Am I putting the right things in my head? Five people that I'm surrounded with, uh, most often, are they where I want to be? And am I getting stuff that's going to accelerate? So Mariushka doll, swim squad. And number three, am I working harder on smarter things? So as Zane Beckett said, work harder on smarter things. So am I dialing in the 20% project profits, number of projects that I need to be profit leakages and solving those so that I can speed up my flywheel and I'm not scaling chaos or I'm not scaling lack of profits. That's what I would say. So good. Awesome, guys. Hope this has been helpful. We'll see you in the next episode. If you have any questions, let us know. Otherwise, here's your success. Take care. Cheers. See you guys.